Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. So, okay, praise the Lord. It's uh, nice to be together, and I'm so glad also for the growing music uh, group there in your place, Sean. It's wonderful, and I just want to encourage each and every one of your family, if they like to join them, they should go ahead and praise the Lord. It's so good to have music in a house of Christians in the household. I remember that from my youngest years, yes, my brothers, they were also playing an instrument. Their friends came to us. My friend came then to us. And we had almost one day in the week a music session where we were playing our instrument downstairs in a cellar where we lived then in Bremen, Leontal. That was wonderful. And these things were so important to me. And I want to encourage all the younger ones who joined you, group there, keep going and feel good that you have been counted to the group that blesses the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. I, uh, what was the last words of the first uh, verse? you sing from uh, the song you just sang. I think he made me uh, wreck his treasure. I think about that, you know, one of our grandsons years and years ago, you know, when there was a uh, um, uh, collection of all that garbage, people brought their stuff on the road and then uh, so waited for the, the collector to come and put it on the truck. One of our, my grandsons, he went to every heap. He was looking whether there's anything he could use. It was garbage, but in his eyes, it was a treasure. That's what God does. He goes from one scrap heap of lives that are being um, ruined, and he makes these souls his treasure hallelujah if i think what did god see in me there was nothing nothing good in me but he chose me and he made me his treasure and that's the same for you hallelujah this gives us so much reason to praise him that he accounted us in his sight worthy to be received and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Can you say amen? Rejoice in the Lord. Oh, Pastor Gary, you give up a thumb. Yes, this is a sign to indicate as well that you agree with us. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to speak this morning on a theme, a family 
rededication. Sometimes it's good that a family comes together and the Lord can speak to us and we might speak to our children or grandchildren and that we can tell them what uh, the Lord wants. And I want to speak about a family rededication and the text is in Genesis chapter 35, the verses 1 to 5. Genesis 35, the verses 1 to 5. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and live there, and make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household, he finally got them all together. So Jacob said to his household, and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods which are among you and purify yourself and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods which they had and the rings which were in the ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was at Shechem. As they journeyed, there was a great terror upon the cities which were around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you also for this word. Lord, as I prayed that you might open my heart and my mind to speak about this, Lord, I pray, Lord, that now in this very moment, you might send your spirit in my heart. Make it alive, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, that I might speak the things which are important for every family and I bless your wonderful name, Lord. You are so good to us. And we thank you, Lord. Give grace to speak your word. Give grace to understand and listen to your word. And also give grace to act upon your word in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. That's what we want, O oh Lord, that you might speak to us through your spirit. Hallelujah. Blessed, blessed be the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now in chapter 34, when you read, there was a certain incident, a bad incident in the household of Jacob. And we know the story and we read about there that Dinah, Jacob's daughter, she went out perhaps with some young girls into the city of Shechem. And they were there and wanted to check out with the young people there in Shechem. And there was one prince, and his name was the same as the name of the city. His name was Shechem. And he fell in love with Dinah. And the Bible speaks about very clearly about it. And also, without um, 
having or covering anything. What happened, these young people, especially the daughter of uh, Jacob, Dinah, and this Shechem, the prince of that place, they fell in love. And he raped her in that night. There was something horrible. And it came to Jacob. And these things had to be talked about. And we know exactly what happened. If you read chapter 24, there's a whole story and very interesting. And I see here what happened this was this year. And it was a reproach to them that the daughter of Jacob, Dinah, was raped by Shechem, the son of the king of this place. Now, what happened? Now, these two heads of the families came together and there was a deal to be struck. What do we do now? Now, it was not something they took lightly and said, oh, well, that's happened. No, it was something very, very again, strongly being said. There was a deal on the table when these two fathers came together. That deal was intermarry. There was a deal. And they thought, well, the best thing, we give our daughters to you and our sons can take um, from us daughters and so on. But there were two sons as well at this family meeting where these two families had to deal with something. And these two men were Simeon and Levi. These were the brothers of Dinah. And they said, they said to them, we cannot do these things to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised. For that would be a disgrace to us. It was then a disgrace to intermarry with those who didn't belong to the family of God. It is also, and that's what we must understand, it is a disgrace if believers uh, marry unbelievers. Now let's read what the Apostle Paul thinks about and what the Lord gave him to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. I'm reading this time from the King James um, translation. Be you not unequally yoked together with the unbelievers? For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Now listen, it was wrong at Paulus's time. And it is wrong today to do this. I know many Christians don't look into these things. And they say, well, I love him, I love him. And she said, I love him. And she's, uh, he said, I love her, I want her. Now at this family council, when they came together, these two brothers, it was Simeon 
and Levi. They said, no, 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 we can't do it. It is a disgrace. We can't give our system to this uncircumcised. It was then very clearly, and I think it must be clearly also today in Christian churches. And many are young men came into the church, perhaps out of, there was a nice girl, and they married and so on, but they never ever had a real conversion. We see here something. There was a forced conversion, a conversion that is not being worked by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. You can forget. That's what these two sons of Jacob said very clearly. And they made one clear suggestion in Genesis chapter 34, verse 15. Only on one condition will we consent to you. If you will become like us, in that every male of you be circumcised. So that was the condition. Now, what is the condition? A young girl from the church should marry someone who is not yet a born-again Christian. You have to pray for him. Bring him in the word of or under the word of God. Pray for him that he might become born again. Hallelujah. I've seen these things and I preach these things because it's important then and it's important now. And the Apostle Paul says very clearly, this was written for us that we should know how we should live. This mistake Dinah did there and also Jacob was the one, the father of Shechem. He said very clearly, you must be circumcised. Otherwise, it is not right. And Paul said it also very clearly. If it was right then, or let's say if it was wrong to marry an unbeliever then in Paul's time, it is wrong in our times as well. Like it or not, that's what the Apostle Paul says. He had a clear understanding, and I think we must have the clear understanding as well. Now, that was the gathering together of the two families. And what happened then? And after three days, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took the swords and went to the place and killed every male and looted the city and took Dinah home. They rescued her from the hands of the uncircumcised. Let me play, uh, see it this way and make it explaining, uh, explainable to you. Uncircumcised is like unborn again, an unbeliever, 
and we have got nothing, nothing to do. Some young girls went into and said, well, he loves me so, and through the love I might win him. There are sometimes, sometimes situations where it worked. But I tell you, young girl, you have to pray and fast a lot. Often, and I have seen stories like that when I was a young uh, boy, somebody came and snatched a girl out of the church. He was an unbeliever. And after a few years, he went back to his normal way of drinking. And he had a few children with this Christian girl. And she was so unhappy that what he promised didn't come to pass. He promised, yes, yes, I will come with you to church. No, he didn't. One day he was drunk, went on, a, on his motorbike and drove away somewhere, I don't know, and hit a tree and was killed there and then. Now this dear sister, then a young girl, she was married to him, she had children, and sometimes at night when he didn't come home, she was so lonely. She went into the fields in order to find a little bit rest and get some distance from these things. Now she had to suffer a lot. Don't believe every boy if he is not born again from above. If he says and he might swear, I love you, I love you, I will come to church. Don't believe it. Say like these two sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, they didn't want to give their system into a hand of, a, of an uncircumcised man. The Bible speaks about what it did. Now, Jacob approached these two of his sons in verse 30, chapter 14. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have tr brought trouble on me by making me odious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites, the parasite, and my, and my men being few in number. They will gather together against me and attack me, and I will be destroyed, I and my household. So they were in great trouble. Now, in the midst of the trouble, God spoke. And that's so wonderful. God doesn't let us alone. And that's what I would say, grace in spite of our disobedience. It could be, young girl, you are so blind. You just want this young man desperately. There might become, might come perhaps an hour where you would cry to the Lord, and the Lord is going to hear you. Now, this situation 
was for Jacob a very hard situation. God spoke to him. God didn't let him go. He said, well, you messed up and everything is gone now. No, <laughs> in chapter 35, the Lord spoke to Jacob. Now listen to these words. Verse 1. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go out, go up to Bethel, and live there, make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. This was something God said, Now arise, let everything go. Go to the place where I met you then, there in Bethel, and we know this place in chapter 28 in uh, uh, Exodus. And we know this where Jacob had a dream and on this rock he laid his head and he saw a ladder from the earth going up to heaven and the angels of the Lord were ascending and descending. And God said very clearly, this land is your land. I will give it to you and your descendants. Now, what was the name Jacob called this place? He took oil and anointed his headrest, this rock that was his pillow. And he said, this is the house of God. God wanted Jacob to come back to the house of God. You know, this gathering now, even if it is on Zoom, is the house of God. Amen. God spoke then to Jacob and God wants to speak to Jacob again. Go up and go back to Bethel. And Jacob knew something. Although he didn't have the law of Moses as yet, but he knew something in this condition. My family is and I am, we can't go up to Bethel. We can't meet the Lord. And so he got together his family, as we read in chapter 31, the, verse, the first verses. And Jacob searched his household, and he became from God a marching order to go to Bethel. Now then Jacob said, and there were a few things he wanted to bring in order before he meets God. We have to bring things in order as well if we want to serve the Lord. Perhaps it's time for you in your household, I don't know. But it might be perhaps for you as well that you get your household together and make very clear, very clear things and, stay, and tell them this is how we want to serve the Lord. And that's what Jacob did. The first thing he searched his family. In verse 2 we can read. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods which are among you and purify yourself and change your garments. That's what it is. 
actually. He knew in his household, perhaps his sons, his daughters, and perhaps those who were perhaps um, married. He knew they are false gods, foreign gods. They have no room in our house. And he said, take our, put away the foreign gods. And that's important. God is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. And the jealousy of God is as severe as it was then when Israel made the golden calf. Read the story. The anger of God came upon Israel. If you don't want to have the anger of God upon your family, get your family together and say, if there are things you are hiding before me, bring it out and throw it away. We, I and my house, as Joshua said it clearly, I, we want to serve the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, the first thing was this, put away all these foreign things, foreign gods. In Isaiah chapter 52, verse 11, we read a scripture there. Depart, depart. Go out from there, touch nothing unclean, go out of the midst of her. Purify yourself, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. This is a very important verse or part or a sentence. Purify yourself, who, are, who carry the vessels of the Lord. God is a jealous God. Jacob knew from his grandfather. Now his grandfather was Abraham. And he knew when Abraham was called out of Ur in Chaldea, that God called him actually out also of idolatry. Remember what is idolatry. Everything we love or we fear more than God is idolatry. If you fear the COVID, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, the Spirit of God will tell you. If you fear anything more than God, and love more anything than God. This is idolatry. And God brought Jacob's grandfather out of that place. Out of the place. And you know this little Jewish saying. And it goes like this. Jacob's father, he came once, woke up in the morning, and he wasn't idol maker and he saw one idol was smashed and yet uh, Abraham took one of his sons 
or the son and said to him, was Isaac, who has done this? Who has smashed this idol? And one of the idol had the hammer in his hand. And he said, it was this idol. And all of them, this is just a saying amongst Jews. And then all of a sudden it dawned on Abraham. The idol couldn't do it. And that's clear. And he understood idols are lifeless things and we can't worship these things. And so in this way, Jacob knew that he had to serve the law. And then he said, very clear, put away everything, purify yourself. Can we purify ourselves? Of course. There are some people who say, no, 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 we can't do anything. Of yes, of course, you can. You can throw out everything that is not of God in your household. Throw it out. Throw it out. Sometimes Christians are still not clear. They might have perhaps a, a horse shoe. Or what do you call a horse shoe? Yes, somewhere hanging over their door. I have a good friend, and he was once somewhere in a house, and he spoke with his people about the Lord, and he saw this horseshoe hanging on the door. He took it off. He said, oh, no, 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 put it back on. That's so important. That brings us luck if we have it there. And he took it and deliberately he hung it upside down. So with the opening now on, so no, 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 no has to be done upside, open to that what comes from above, because he thought all the good things will be caught in the horseshoe that comes from above. Now, all if you have some thought of these things, chuck it out, chuck it out. These don't belong into our household. There was a rededication situation in Jacob's household, throw out all the foreign gods and purify yourself. What is purification? Purification of gold, for instance, is like this. You keep the molten gold in the crucible and all the uncleanness of material come out and it will float on the surface of the gold. And then it will be scooped off the surface and thrown away. And that's what it is. If God brings you into a hot situation, God will purify your life like gold. And that's what the Lord says to the church, in the Laodicea, I counsel you by gold from me that is purified by fire. And that's what the Lord wants us. Now, then he said, change your garments. What was wrong with the garments? Do you know what garments stand for? 
the Bible tells us very, very clear. In Revelation chapter 19, the two verses 7 to 8 says it clearly. Revelation 19, the verses 7 and 8. Let us rejoice and be glad <clears throat> and give the glory to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her the, to clothe herself in fine linen, linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. The linen, the garments are the righteous acts of the saints. And that's important. And Jesus said it very clearly in the Sermon of the Mount. Let your works be seen by the people. And when they see your good works, your good deeds, and your good acts, they will then what do? They will say, oh, well, our neighbor is a fine guy. No. The Bible says, and Jesus said, they will see these good things and praise your Father who is in heaven. Doesn't our Father in heaven deserve his children to do good things that they might see the things and glorify God in heaven? Hallelujah. Now, that was also the clean garments are important. What was the reaction as they did what Jacob asked them to do? The reaction was this. In verse 4 we read, So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods which they had and the rings which were in the ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was near Shechem. So he put it into the ground. And that is a sign of give everything into the death of Jesus. Give everything away where the Spirit of God points a finger in your life. Now, what happened then? Of course, the Bible was written further. This was not just one meeting, but finally, and we read in verse 5. As this journeyed, there was a great terror upon the cities which were around them, and it did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So when they started to go, and as they journeyed, there was a great terror upon the cities. A holy life of Christians brings fear around us. They realize something. We are children of the Most High God. And that was this actually what Jacob expected. And we have read it in verse 30, chapter 38. 
What should I do? You brought problem upon me. When all these people around us will gather together and they come against us, they will kill us. And the number of my people is just a small number. They might come and they will get together and attack me and I will be destroyed, I and my household. Remember, God had a plan with Jacob, hallelujah, although his life was not a shining diamond. His life had many, many things we wouldn't do, but yet he was obedient. He went to the place God wanted him to be, and the terror around those of Jacob was there. Nobody dared to attack Jacob's family. There was a rededication in chapter 35, Genesis, verse 1 to 5. Perhaps the Lord wants you, us to do a similar thing. Young people, this is not just a youth meeting where I want to address it to your hearts. It's a word for everyone this morning. But remember, when it was a disgrace to do that, what Shechem did, it's a disgrace today, what any Christian would do as well. When it was not right, for the Christian in Corinthian to go and marry unbelievers. It isn't right today either. May the Lord bless you. Perhaps a time to think about and to purify yourself from things God has pointed out to you. Already, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, it is so important that when you speak to us, even the Lord, things like that, we learn now, Lord, and have learned from Jacob's life and Jacob's family. Lord, I thank you. You will use these things in our families that we might, oh Lord, do the right thing, and also our children. I pray for all of my children, Lord. I pray for them that they might not do anything like happen, the things happened in Jacob's family, Lord. I close, I bring them all to all into your um, light, Lord Jesus, that you might speak to all our children, grandchildren, that they might serve you. And I thank the Lord that you are doing your work in everyone. And Lord, everyone who listened to this word, wherever he or she might be, let this word work in their hearts by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you.